0: Inflation is continuing to become a growing concern in the United States as the May Consumer Price Index reached 5%. Now, this can be noticed by the current data that comes from a national poll that shows that 7 in 10 Americans currently have a concern over inflation and how it's being handled. On June 16th, the FOMC, Federal Open Market Committee, stated that they would maintain interest rates where they would actually give their first hike in 2023. In addition to the discussions of interest rates and inflation, unemployment and how it's trending was another very hot concern in this meeting. To some, all this may seem like a foreign language and you just don't know what to think of it. Well, don't worry. I'll spend this episode breaking it all down to its very simplest forms as we look through the meeting notes of just what transpired from this meeting. Here we go. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Hey, what is going on? I hope that everyone is having a phenomenal week, phenomenal weekend, whenever you're finally getting a chance to enjoy this stream. Um, First things first, uh, I'm going to have to say that this is this is a episode that um, I actually I've actually been wanting to do for some time now the the whole idea around this I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk um, I'm gonna talk a lot about uh, here I guess on the June the 16th uh, there was a um, a meeting with Federal Reserve that they talked a lot about, um, what they're pretty much what they are planning for us to sort of get the economy back, back going back, booming, uh, the federal open market committee discussing, uh, how, how interest rates are going to be. Um, and I'm not going to get into all the technical jargon. I'm, I'm really wanting this episode to give you a true insight into, what sort of what you can expect. I I think I think that's that's the biggest takeaway. And I want to I want to be very personable with you. I want to be very real with you. I want to give you uh, just put you inside of uh, inside of my thoughts for a a little bit for, you know, um, next 30 or so minutes and and just give you some some guidance, um, give you a little encouragement. Uh, I think that's I think that's sometimes needed when people start to think their emotions are getting a little out of whack. I, I think that that people, uh, are going to react. Uh, there's going to be some reactionary type of things going on. And I think that that's, that's the important part. And I think it's the reason why this episode is, is, is very much needed, uh, especially at this time, right? Uh, there's been, I, I've always said, I've wanted, I've, I want to make you a knowledgeable person around finances, because I, I think that people that are knowledgeable around their finances they have the decision, the ability to make the decisions that are best for them. So I could sit here and tell you everything that I do. I could sit here and tell you and go through all of these things um, about how you could do your finances, how you could, you know, take make this decision, make this decision. Uh, I could say buy this stock. I could say buy this mutual. I, I could do all that, right? But but the problem with that is that your goal is not the same as my goal, and that and that's not the same as your your friend or your coworker's goal, right? so I think that I think that it's a it's a huge opportunity um, with everything that's going on I think it's a huge opportunity uh, for for you to start to take this moment to to really get your finances in order uh, because i I I do think there'll be some hiccups and some bumps along the way I honestly do I don't think that there's a a slight chance that there's that this is not going to cause some bumps uh, uh i I, I know that we'll get through everything that's happening. I'm, I'm, I'm confident in that. Uh, I'm not really concerned at this very moment. I know some people are, are panicking. I know some people are concerned. Um, i think i saw a, a recent report that shows about 70 percent uh just north of 70 percent of americans are, are very concerned with uh the current spending that is being uh, conducted by our federal government uh, i think that it also went on to state that that uh, that it, there's some extreme uh discomfort that's coming with that spending so I, I think this is a relevant episode. I, I hope that you talk, you take away what what I I'm really going to put down for you today, uh, because I, I there's a lot to unpack here, and I don't want to waste anyone's time. But the biggest thing is that this could be a super technical episode. I could go through here and I could bore you with a bunch of financial jargon, but that's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to break this down and make this super simple so that you can understand what exactly it is that's going on. Okay. Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast today and you have a genius idea that you want to share with the world, Anchor is going to be the easiest way for you to make that podcast a reality. First, it's free. When you're thinking about your finances, free is always good. Second, save your money. You really don't need professional software to get started. Anchor's tools help you create and then edit that podcast right from your mobile phone or computer. Anchor's then going to help you by distributing that podcast to all the major podcast applications, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can then easily make money for your podcast. No minimum listenership is required. So Anchor, obviously, is everything that you need to make your podcast dream come true. I use Anchor to distribute out my podcast, and so should you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, don't wait. Do it today. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor. That's anchor.fm to get started. So let's get right in. Uh, the first thing up, so I saw I saw this uh, uh, as a tweet right after the meeting happened. Uh, recap of the last federal meeting for anyone that's listening listening to this on a podcast. Pretty much these two like uh, like Papa sailor looking guys, and they're they're pretty much shoveling shoveling cash into a furnace, right? Uh, so I, I thought that was pretty pretty uh, comical just to just to see that. Uh, and, and, and just throw that up on the screen during the stream. But, but ultimately uh, that, that's, that's sort of how a lot of people are thinking. A lot of people are feeling right now. They're, they're feeling like that, that, that we're just, we, we're incre- increasing our federal debt, right. Uh, by we've had three, three stimulus packages that have gone out now. I'm going to discuss that here in a little bit, um, We've had three stimulus packages that have gone out since COVID uh, came, and uh, you know, took it definitely took a hit on 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 the world in general, not just our country, but in the world in general. Um, and so, if you're listening to this from another country, I'm sure COVID had had a had an impact on you as well. So it's impacting a lot, right? But the, the big thing is that here in the United States, with uh with our federal government, they they did three three stimulus packages. Um, and that, that has, has changed some things, right? Like that we will have, you know, there will be lasting effects that happen because of that. Um, I do not want to discredit. I don't want to take this time to discredit uh, some of the help that it provided uh, a lot of Americans, but I do want, I do want it always to be in the forefront of your mind that every, every decision, um, comes at some consequence right and every decision comes at at giving something else up you have to make that decision that's the reason why it's a decision there was two options and you went with one and there was consequences that came uh with that one that you know uh were were technically you'll see some some hurt and grief on the on the back end for not making the other decision but i think that the biggest part of all of this is understanding how that first off i the stimulus money affected, affected, you know, supply and demand, how it affected inflation. Um, and, and ultimately how all of the, 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 um, federal assistance that has come, how that has impacted our country. Right. And, and I think that's a, a big piece to hit. So, uh, first off, as I started this, this is not meant to be super technical and jargon. Uh, the second thing is, it's not meant to be super political. I'm not here to tell you how you should think or ha- how you should feel. I'm only here to give you my opinions, thoughts, um, and and bring up some facts that that I have some data to support. Uh, some of the things that 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 I think are pertinent to speak on uh, with these with with the current current. Uh, federal guidelines and mandates that are in place. Uh, but everything I show is from uh government websites that that are data that they've collected, and and I'm going to use that whether it be the um uh labor uh bureau, uh, st- the statistics uh for labor, if there's um uh anything, every single piece that I've got is from a, a government resource that you knows their data. So, uh, I'm not, I'm not picking and choosing new sources. I'm not doing anything. I'm just going off of what, what the facts and what the charts and what the data says. And we're going with that. Okay. So first off, I'm going to start off, um, with, I want to bring up, uh, what exactly. So, so the goal is here. The goal is here. I've got up the, the, the meeting notes from, uh, the, the, uh, lost my train of thought, uh, the meeting notes that the federal open market committee discussed on the 16th, uh, going to go through the Forbes advisor is the, the meeting notes that I'm using for this episode. So if you do watch the episode, I do have the, the, on the screen, I do have, the meeting notes up, and I'm going to go through each individual part of the major highlights that was discussed, and just give you a breakdown of sort of what that means and what you can take from it. In the end of this episode, I'm going to go over some things uh, that you can do to to better better facilitate uh, yourself. I've got some good some good outlines of things that you can do to to better yourself, better your family, uh, and also put your finances in the best order possible. So. With that, I'm going to jump right in. Uh, so first off, inflation. Inflation is, uh, in, in normal people terms, is where you have an excess of demand. Right. So you have a you have an excess of demand that that is trying to purchase a good or a service, um, and there is not a enough supply to provide that right so we uh one success story of this is like harley davidson right harley davidson when first released uh had a huge demand for their motorcycle right but but there wasn't a lot of supply so what in their case what that ended up doing was it ended up driving uh this this innate desire to want this prestigious um um, motorcycle but in our economy side, when we look at this whole demand and supply deal, uh, it's important to notice and important to note that when you have this huge demand um, with supply, you or, or you know this huge demand that's outdoing your supply, what ends up happening is they end up they end up having to drive cost up so that the the demand can decrease, right? Because right now, if you had, you know, if everyone could afford this $10 item and you want to decrease the amount of people wanting to buy that $10 item, well, you got to make that $10 item now $50 or whatever, right? So that's the whole idea is that you can increase cost of goods that lowers the demand because not as many people can, you know, they'll say, oh, well, that's too much. I don't want to pay $50 for that item. I only want to pay $10. And so you, you you end up you end up being able to take away some of your uh, prospective buyers that way. So uh, we're seeing this we're seeing this currently uh, for a multitude of reasons. So our first our first topic is inflation because inflation is rising. All right. So we're seeing this for a multitude of reasons, but I'm going to talk specifically a few. Uh, one reason is the stimulus. Money that was given, so three stimulus checks as I spoke to before, uh, that was the first one, the first piece that sort of any this whole thing up, right? Because now you have there's more money, right? So more people can do more things with their money, and this creates a, a, a an economy that's driven by this demand. More people have more money, and they are going to want more goods or services. Well, during the pandemic the goods and services were not as available, right? So you had decrease in productivity, uh, pretty much across the board from, from, um, from restaurants to, uh, we're seeing automobile, uh, decrease in productivity. Uh, we're seeing decreases in, uh, um, building materials. Uh, you'll hear a lot about the, the wood and the, uh, other building material shortages that are going on due to a lack of productivity, but those are things that are going to drive the ultimately drive this whole concept of people having more money, so that's increasing the demand, which is driving up in the inflated cost of the goods and services. So I have up the, on this chart. This was done by the Peter uh, G. Peterson Foundation. Um, I have up this chart, and it says households were more likely to spend their first stimulus check and save or pay off debt with their second and third. So what what that shows me is, you know, uh, a little bit into the spending pattern, spending habits of of people, right? So they got this money uh, in the first stimulus package, and I I don't recall all the the timelines, if I'm not mistaken, the first stimulus package is like April, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So the first stimulus check comes out, and a majority of people spend it. Now, the thing that I want to talk about on this chart, so in this case, CARES Act money was the first check, 74% uh, spent it, spent the money. Now, this is the part that I, there's no, there's no, uh, I read through here and um, there, there was not much that talked about, uh, let's see. While many households report they still used or planned on using part of those later payments for expenses like food and rent, only about one fifth of the household indicated they used money primarily for those purposes. So so 74% used spent the money, right? And so I think that's a, a huge um, Huge deal when you think about that first check. It doesn't say what they spend it on so much. Like maybe they spend it on you know things they needed around the house. Maybe they spend it on whatever. But eleven percent paid off debt and fourteen percent saved it. So you're looking at about twenty five percent paid off debt and saved it, and the others spent it. Now we don't know what they spent it on, so we're, we'll digress. The other two, I'm not even focused mostly on that first stimulus check. I'm focused on the second and third because almost 50% used it to pay off debt, right? which could have been debt that was accumulated through the first couple months of the pandemic makes sense uh, maybe they were having you maybe uh, they had you know weren't very sound financially maybe they lost their job and they were putting things on credit cards like who knows I don't know your situation I'm not here to judge your situation what I'm here to do is just provide analysis so with this you had about uh, 30 26 32 percent on the first and second uh, second and third check that was saved and that's a huge piece because that's people putting away money that didn't need it and they're putting it away for, for a rainy day right so now that more jobs are available people are going back to work pandemic sort of i, I, I say the pandemic's over some people don't agree and that's fine uh but the but the pandemic is, is over winding down however you want to look at it and more people are getting back to work and they're getting a steady steady income so now we're seeing this huge inflation drive because more people are having all of this money saved that they now may be wanting to spend, right? Driving inflation in the market. So um, all that's to say that, that that the excess amount of money that was provided through federal assistance uh, is definitely driving a lot of inflation in the markets. And it's due to people having extra cash, you know, saved or whatever that they are now back to work and they know they now have is excess money, right? And they're they're spending it on things they either want or need, right? So the the biggest part that that we have, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go straight over into uh, the 12 month CPI, or consumer price index, is that we've seen the consumer price index, which is pretty much just this average uh, percentage of how the market is is or how costs are in, uh, increasing, right? and that's the biggest thing. So, so you can see that, um, I've got up on the screen that all items are about at a 5% inflation, inflation percentage than, um, uh, 12 months ago. Right. So, so the, that's the biggest takeaway that that I want you to remember is the 5%, the 5%, because when you think back to the, uh, housing market or, or the, the financial, um, crisis in 2008 and that decline, we were at a 5.6% when that huge drop-off happened and we actually went into a more deflated state, uh, getting down to about negative 1.4%. So that that talks a lot and that means a lot because when we're talking inflation and we're talking about our market getting driven by uh, a lot of Key components as we're, we're trying to open this market back up, we're trying to get uh, the economy back booming, we're trying to get everything back on track, we're trying to get people back to work, we're trying to get uh, just money flowing through, supply and demand, just meeting each other you know, precisely and direct. This CPI, this consumer price index percentage means a lot because at a certain point, at a certain point, prices are going to inflate to where people can no longer afford some of the the basic needs and necessities of life right so that's where this whole thing becomes an issue is is basically when does that when does that percentage so high that you've you've now priced a lot of people out of the necessities that they were that they were accustomed to now can you still live yes of course you downsize your life and you can still make things happen but you living without changing anything how high does inflation get before people begin to have to downsize because uh, because of the simple fact they've been outpriced in their necessities? So that's that's a huge component, and and that was discussed in the meeting. Um, a lot of was talked about when you when you uh, this was, this is sort of going to roll me into um, uh, the end of this. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tie a lot of this together, uh, but th- that's going to tie a lot into how. We see what the federal government is going to do, and, and like I said, I'm going to tie that up at the end, so you can sort of see what the federal government's going to do to sort of combat the inflation, uh, and then what they're not going to do. There's some things they're not going to do, and I'm going to get right to that. Uh, so going over the next part that they discussed is the jobs market. So I've talked about inflation, I've talked about how I've talked about how the um, cost is 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 driving up due to the high demand and the low supply but let's talk about the job market because i don't agree with the fact that they came out and said that there's a disappointing job market i don't agree with that statement and their their facts don't line up with that statement so up on the chart i've got a uh a a chart that that goes over uh, unemployment rate from January 2020 to pretty much May 2021 that's the last month that we have stats for currently so um, what I want you to see if you're looking at the chart I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, walk you through it uh, by talking what I want you to, to see is is this, this huge uptrend. So you can see the pandemic, right? You can look at this chart and you can see the pandemic because j- around March, when this whole, when uh, March, uh, 2020 COVID hit the United States hard, you can see us go from about a 5% unemployment rate up to just south of a 14 per, or 15%, 14.8% in April, 2020. So you see tons of people, uh, unemployed at that point. And then, I mean, it peaks on this chart, it peaks and it comes sloping down. Okay. And it's sort of flatlining right now. We're at about uh, about a 6% and we've been hanging out around 6% uh, for the last couple months, but you still see a steady decline. It's still coming down. January, 2021, 6.3%, February, 6.2%. March six point zero percent, April ticked back up six point one percent, and in May we're down to five point eight percent unemployment rate. So disappointing jobs market. Eh, that's that's debatable. I don't think that the market was going to react perfectly uh, and let's just go right back to normal. I, I didn't I didn't expect that, but I want you to look at this. I'm going to flip over to the next chart, and this is our job openings chart. And if you turned, if you looked at the unemployment rate chart and you flipped it upside down, it would look almost identical. Look, look at this, almost identical to the job openings chart, which would, you would correlate those two to say, well, if those look identical, um, you know, like, like you should see some kind of correlation, but here's the thing. So obviously, um, you you right here you should be able to see uh job are or, or, or let me let me backtrack november twenty twenty twenty, twenty twenty job openings took a little dip uh they've been hanging out around four point five percent uh around that same time our unemployment rate uh was up around seven percent uh so six point seven to be exact so i I want I want to be clear though that there there were jobs available and people were unemployed, and that's the part that I that I that when when looking when looking at this chart, that's the part that that can be a little deceiving, uh, because when you get more into today's time, you can start to see that there are looking at our our second chart. There's We're at 5.4% job openings in March with a 6% uh, unemployment rate going into May. We have a projected 6% job openings, but a 5.8% unemployment rate. So you see that we've crossed. We've crossed the median of job openings to unemployment rate. So now it shows that there's jobs available, but people are not going back to work. And so that that leads you to question. There's tons of tons of ideas out there of why that is, and 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 why people are not going to work. Some people say, uh, well, they make they make more money staying at home through the different subsidies that the government's providing. Um, there, there's tons of ideas out there, uh, but why people are not going back to work, don't know. Uh, not, not really, not really my, my swim lane. Cause everyone that's listening to this probably is, is in tune with their finances enough that, that they know that for long-term growth and wealth development, you cannot use federal government subsidies to get you there. So, um, I, I I don't I don't think I think I preached sure to a choir if I sit here and went over, you know, why that is and why there's a cross and why there's more jobs available uh, than opening or why there's more jobs available than than uh, people unemployed. Um, but that's that. Uh, so so that that's the second piece I hit. And so it says disappointing jobs market. But I disagree uh, in the simple fact that their stats and their charts don't Paint that picture. It doesn't paint the picture that we have a disappointing jobs market when there's more jobs available uh, than people unemployed. So, final thing that I want to talk about is the Federal Reserve and the inflation. So, the biggest thing that that the Federal Reserve has stated is that they are going to not touch. Uh, they are not going to touch the interest rates, uh, and they're going to keep them at a near zero amount. So. With that being said, excuse me, they were not going to touch them until 2024, but now it looks like 2023. Uh, they'll start start uh, making some necessary adjustments to to those rates. So what we what we're now uh, what we're now seeing is um, people are a little hesitant. People are a little hesitant to know what it is exactly that they should be doing. What you know, what's going on? What does that mean? Well. Technically, what that means is, and I've got a couple pictures for what that means for you. So this is the first one. So when we're talking about interest rate, uh, the, the you know, the hiking of the interest rates, you know, interest rates going up and all those kind of things, understanding what that means to you as a person and what that means to the economy are very important. So I've got two pictures that are that'll sort of walk through exactly what those are. Uh, and I want you to be very clear on, on what it is that that is going on. But when we're talking about interest rates, the biggest thing is the stock market is, is a huge piece of what people look at when we think about interest rates. And why is that? Well, the biggest reason is the simple fact that stocks offer a normally offer a better return, more consistent return, than these near zero interest rates. If I can return, if, a, if an interest rate on a savings account pays me 0.25%, uh, just throwing that out there, it pays 0.25%, but I can go to a mutual fund that's going to pay me, let's just spitball, say 2%. Well, I've got a 1.75% better return on my money if I throw that into that mutual fund. So what do people do? They take their money out of these savings accounts, they throw it into stock market, and they have a better return on their on their money, right, on their capital. So, so that's a huge piece. So when this was announced uh, on the 16th, the biggest thing was you saw the market dump a little bit because it it people were like, well all this is, is, is going to change and you'll see, you know, how this affects the economy. And, and that, that's a huge piece in in the market. Now, will people buy the market, you know, stabilize all that kind of good stuff, but, but that, that's a huge piece. So people will will start to, if, if interest rates go up, people will start to um, be able to put more money into a, a normal Savings account, right? Still won't return what a stock market returns, but uh, still better than you know. It's more secure, right? So, there's two things uh, when we talk about the the hike on the interest rates. um, There's a couple things that that I want to discuss, but first off, I want to compare the two. So, I want to first look at what exactly. This means right now, so from now until 2023, what does all of this mean? Well, if you look on the screen and I'll walk you through some of the major highlights, um, for those that are listening, uh, but lower cost on borrowing, so so loans is, are, are much cheaper when there's these low interest rates, that's easily identifiable, right? Um, you have a decline in the real value of savings, so if inflation is higher than the interest rate, your value of your savings account is actually declining because of what you can get for your dollar is is less than what it's, you know, growing, right? It's not keeping up with the rate of inflation. I've talked about that on previous episodes and, um, that's just another reiteration. Um, and asset prices could rise, uh, as cheap to borrow. So borrowing money or using credit cards or loans or whatever, uh, that can lead to demand going up and costs continuing to rise, causing inflation. For the economy, though, looking at the economy side, it creates an inflation pressure, right? It it creates this um, inflationary pressure that pushes cost up. In theory, this should boost economic growth, but it's only up to a certain extent. And once that inflation happens, we flip over and we, what the federal government does, and that's what they talked about in their meeting is they'll hike up the interest rates in 2023. And when you see that happen, what they're doing is now trying to control the, the economy and get it back in line. Right. So that'll move me over to my next spot. What happens when that, when that occurs? Well, personally, you will, um, Increase the cost of borrowing money. So, anything that you've done in the past to borrow money that will come at an increased cost. You will have higher mortgage interest payments. You will have uh, increased costs of bank loans. Once again, just borrowing money costs more money, um, and this this can this can obviously uh, affect a lot of people. People that have, you know, better, you know. Credit history, better payment history, whatever, uh, they can still get you know decent rates. But for people that don't, that still need, uh, you know, that that if they're trying to to, to purchase um, with borrowed money, that can cost them a lot. So on the economy, though, your currency will will be valued more because it's going to start to deflate the the currency. So um, this this sort of slows down economic growth, right? This sort of pulls that inflation back and gets it back to where it needs to be the problem is though is that as businesses begin to lose money because of uh, the decrease in demand uh, because of the higher cost you could see unemployment begin to rise again Um, and that's like that's what a a lot of a lot of economic experts are, are estimating is that this sort of Covid, uh, rehab, boom of the economy could cause uh, another recession after the fact. So we'll see. So uh, that's just a couple of pictures that, that sort of go over exactly exactly what it is that that uh, you can expect, and and I think that that's a, a clear clear guidance on, on on how this whole thing is going to play out. So what can you do? Uh, you see all this happen in your life. You see everyone talking about it, but what can you do as an individual? I'm not a financial advisor to sit here and tell you this is what you need to do in your situation with your money, but here's some of the things I can tell you that you can do to take advantage uh, of this of this economy uh, and, and then best prepare yourself. So first off is don't stop making uh, deposits into your investments. So the whole idea behind dollar cost averaging is to where you you put in money at the lows and you put in money at the highs. So that's important, right? Because in this situation, if the market does, you know, correct and, and come down or, or whatever, you've got to keep putting money in there because you've got to get in some, some good entry points at lower cost. Uh, and that's the whole point is those lower costs then will grow and they'll make up a lot of your losses. And you'll actually make more uh, in that sense. So no matter what the market does, Don't stop funding those 401ks. Don't stop funding those IRAs. Don't stop funding those mutual funds. Don't stop. Just keep investing. Uh, It all pays off in the long run, okay? Uh, Another thing you can do is you can take advantage of the lower interest rates while they're here. So up until 2023, uh, federal government's saying that they're most likely going to keep rates uh, uh, lower interest rates. So take advantage of that through refinancing if if your home uh, has a higher than normal uh, one of the higher than the going rate um, um, interest percent uh, interest rate, refinance the home. Keep the same term left uh, on the loan. So if you have 20 years left on the loan, just refinance with another 20 year loan. Um, another thing you can do is pay off the debt while the credit card rates are lowered. Uh, you can always call your credit card company and let them know that you know that you're struggling or whatever to pay these pay these debts see if they'll lower your rate if if it hasn't been lowered already. Uh, But it's just important to take advantage of these things, okay? And then the other thing you can do is is start really pounding out those student loans. So up until I think September, they have uh, a halt on student loan interest. Really knock those things out. Knock a lot of that principal down while these interest rates are down as well. Uh, So with that, I hope hope this was sort of a wake-up call. But the big thing about inflation. The big thing about all of this is the simple fact that we've got to get our economy under control because right now the inflation is a real thing. You saw it on the percentages, uh, 5%. So everything that, that you used to enjoy now costs roughly on average 5% more. So it's important to understand that because all this stuff, all these policies, all these things that come into effect, there's a lasting a lasting price that everyone pays. Uh, It's not this whole pay your fair share and all this. Everyone, everyone eats the cost of this economy. So when all this stuff happens, I know there's 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 pushes and there's there's pulls from all directions of people wanting to uh adjust and make you know try to course correct this whole pandemic recovery, but the big thing is everyone pays uh for decisions that affect the entire economy, whether that be in your retirement account, whether that be in your brokerage account, whether that be in your savings account, whether that be wherever your your loans whatever so keep that in mind it's very important. Um, but thanks for watching. I really appreciate it. Go out, share this video with two people. Uh, if you're listening to this on podcast, truly appreciate it. Uh, helps out if you hit that subscribe button, uh, leave a comment, written comments are always beneficial. It helps spread the word to more and more people, whether that be on YouTube, Facebook, or wherever you enjoy your podcast, leaving those written comments are great for building the community uh, and just continuing to grow. Uh, so I appreciate it. I hope you got something out of this. Some great info from this episode. Until next week, peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.